artificial intelligence. Look, the question keeps coming up. Will we be able to control AI or will it control us? And I'm not just talking you know, narrow AI or general AI. I'm talking about super AI. Hey, I'm John Harris, and welcome to another episode of the Exponential Radio. I want to discuss artificial intelligence because it's a hot topic and it's going to have an exponential impact on the world and specifically humanity. So let's start with my first point, the first issue that comes to mind, and that is what purpose will AI be used for? What is its main functions? Where is it going to really be harnessed? And let's face it, governments will use it to control populations, spy on them, or perhaps more altruistically, help them in various ways by enabling, making an enabling environment for people to live happy lives. We'll see. The military will definitely weaponize AI. And this is one of the reasons why they can't stop trying to get AI as an arms race. And whoever gets it first is really going to dominate everybody else. Because when we hit super AI in any sphere of our life or our, our existence, it's going to take over and dominate. So there's a big military race on to weaponize it. The financiers are obviously looking how to make profits out of AI. They, they're looking for new ways. And obviously, if you have as a financier, an advisor or a uh, somebody who's a, a capitalist, a future capitalist, venture capitalist, they are going to have huge advantages with AI in looking at profitabilities. The other thing is that big corporations are also going to be looking to beat the competition. And we can already see, you know, with narrow AI, how companies are using algorithms and gathering information on big data and the AI is sorting it and making it useful. So it's already happening. We can see it in the big social platforms. And we're going to have to think about the consequences of these things. So the purpose that is useful would sound nice to say it's going to free us up from work. It's going to give us more time to do the things we want to do. It's going to help us with our health. It's going to help us with our education. It's going to do wonderful things. But as we get to general AI and we get to super AI, we're not sure and nobody's sure what's going to happen. It may well detach from its ecosystems in whichever companies are running the planet by then and create its own ecosystem and run independently. We don't know. So that is a worry. The next thing we want to look at and chat about is bias and fairness, you know, in, in the algorithms. There are a lot of biases already built in some of these algorithms. And a lot of times the current level of AI is looking for historic data, going through historic data and generalize is getting people in, in generalized into groups. And, you know, we're starting to get a greater divide because the bias is now amplifying those differences of different groupings. So when it comes to humans, and nations, and then down to different cultures, we've seen that there's an issue at the moment. Obviously, AI is 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 taking data that's that's available and it's formulating various principles and is disseminating certain types of information. 
And these algorithms aren't really built on fairness. They're built on historic patterns and they're not really real time. They are getting better. And as I say, there's a growth path here for AI. You can see this when we talk about a third point when it came to the medical crisis, the pandemic with COVID. And although it was gathering huge data and disseminating infection rates, etc., etc., around the world, it was again not giving us a front end, uh, something that we could look to actions to take on the front end, but rather historical data. And although it collated that data for us, it certainly didn't give us all the data necessary and the data that we got that that which was disseminated by mainstream media etc was not the full picture so ai at the moment is still beholden to various interest groups uh big capitalists and corporations who have control out of various spheres of ai and that is giving us a distorted picture uh, a very controlled picture and certainly We'd have to look at how that's going to change when it becomes real time. And next, we perhaps chat about the future of jobs. And we've spoken about this a bit before because currently AI is starting to take over a lot of the robotic jobs, car production, various other production, a lot of the types of jobs that are very laborious and things that can be replicated that aren't, you know, necessary for humans to to go through that kind of labor but of course this is a loss of income because it's a loss of jobs and they are looking at ways to try and combat this the real question is for jobs is as ai becomes more sophisticated it will start to take over more and more of the workplace more and more jobs so it is going to continue to impact us over the next couple of decades and it will remove huge numbers of jobs. The hope is that other jobs will be created, other industries will come out of it, um, which is fine for narrow AI and perhaps generalized AI. But when we get to super AI, this is a whole nother realm. We don't know what goes on or what will go on with super AI, whether it'll eliminate all jobs, all creativity, all human functions, we don't know. So that is something that we're going to have to think about and worry about. So we're talking about the limitations of AI, and this is you know, our next point and saying, although it's limited now, we can see in the not too distant future, and that time will fly by, the next eight, 10 years will fly by. And you're going to see we're in the knee of the curve accelerating technologies now. And what's going to happen is machines doing machine learning and machines creating machines and AI creating more AI, the rate is accelerating. And although some people say we'll never get AI, some people give us till 2030 odd that we, where we will get super AI. And the thing here is the amount of money that's been poured into this is literally trillions of dollars being poured into AI around the world. Everybody is on it. So I, I think it will get to the point where we have computers with huge computing power, quantum computers that can access monster amounts of information, complex information and then super AI will jump in i've heard things saying that the theory of everything the toe will be solved by super AI and, and giant computers in a matter of seconds 
So that's the kind of power we're talking about. We're talking about thousands and thousands of times stronger. Something would take a normal supercomputer thousands of years to a super a quantum computer with a super AI will do in a matter of seconds. So this is a is a, is a big issue, and we're going to have to say, okay, great, it overcomes certain limitations, but we may become the limitation. So we're going to have to think very carefully about that. In fact, I'm not sure the governments are really on top of this because I think they're looking at it at a very basic level. And that is our next point, the geopolitical impacts of, of AI. We already know that certain countries have greater capabilities as far as funding and revenues concerned and, and businesses. So some countries, America and China are very, very advanced, Japan, Germany, these, these, these countries are very advanced and there are other countries with huge capital investments into AI that are will most in, undoubtedly get to own AI, generalized AI, and I dare say super AI before other countries. And certainly the giants like Google, Apple, etc. the military will be moving on AI super AI rapidly. And so it's going to create, I believe, a greater divide, a greater conflict as far as developing nations and the, the developed nations. Just simply, it's a matter of finance and, and also human capital, obviously. So for the poorer nations, subcontinent, Africa, I mean, it's going to be very difficult to not be behind the curve. And in other words, be disadvantaged. In fact, I think it's going to be impossible. So that's going to create a greater divide in the world and you will see this happening very rapidly in fact it's going to happen so rapidly that governments will not be prepared for it and you know their preparation currently is to say okay well we need it before the next guy so we have to push on so we'll see how this pans out the seventh issue i really want to talk about is the responsibility and accountability of the operations in ai we're gonna have to have legislation we're going to have to have specialized overseeing bodies and we're going to have to have people of diverse groups of expertise come in and be part of these uh, legislative processes. We're going to have to have some kind of control on the, the original basis of, of the AI algorithms and, and how we're going to do it, how we're going to control what happens and who does what, because we can see total chaos around the corner. Um, Elon Musk has got Neuralink where we're going to be linking up to the internet and perhaps have some kind of symbiotic, symbiote relationship with AI because we cannot compete with it. It's added an extra layer on top of our cerebral cortex, which is now a digital layer. And instead of taking 3 million years to develop, it's going to be done in a minute, in a decade. So you can see there's a massive leap here and it is exponential. It's, it's as far as life's concerned and intelligence, it's, it's the big bang. So we are going to have to get some legislation and the sooner the better. I, I dare say governments, as I've mentioned, are holding back simply because they know if they sign documents and legislation, they could be held and slowed down for their dominance. So it's, it's going to be very difficult. Lastly, um, you would like to talk about A with regards to, to equity, as I've talked about as a problem, and also diversity and inclusion. Who is going to be included in this, in this and who isn't? Will the big corporations and capitalists and financiers and bankers and governments and militaries, will they be in full control of super AI or 
And what does that mean for the public? What does it mean for the citizens of the world? Where will democracy end up? Or will there be democracy? Or will there be a technocracy that actually runs the whole planet? It's going to be extremely difficult for humanity, I think, in the future, if we don't start now and inject certain restrictions, certain protocols, certain values into the development of AI. I, in fact, not sure that some of the technical or the technical people that are involved in this really know how their particular algorithm actually, actually how it's working, how it's doing what it's doing. And this is at a very basic level. I'm not sure they really understand what's happening here. It's working better than most people thought it would. And it's kind of a rapid evolution when they put these algorithms in and eliminate ones that don't do the functions they're looking for and start to advance the ones that start to work towards the end result that they're looking for. And that just accelerates it at an unbelievable speed. So as this so-called technical evolution happens at this rapid rate, new things are going to happen. And as I say, it wouldn't surprise me if AI jumps out of the ecosystem that these companies develop, the top companies, I dare say, there's going to be a small number of companies that are going to control everything. You will have a company that will control telecommunications, transport. You'll have others that control entertainment, others that control pharma, medical. You're going to have specific companies that obviously get there first, will then dominate that marketplace. And whether you get a general AI or a super AI that can go across all of them, well, that may well happen. So that may then jump out of those ecosystems. And those companies that think they're going to be running the whole planet may end up being controlled themselves by AI. Uh, where that will all leave us, I'm not sure. But it's a lot of food for thought. So I'd be interested to see what your thinking is and what your ideas are with regards to artificial intelligence. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? If it's to be slowed down and regulated, how? How are we going to get China to slow down? How are we going to get America to slow down? These are extremely difficult problems. These issues are extremely difficult. And I just hope that, you know, at the end of the day, when we're living longer, when we extend our lives out to 100, to 120, to 200, I mean, I hope we're not going to be suffering under some total dictatorship done, run by a technocracy. I hope that we still have some freedom um, to live our lives. Anyway, that's the thoughts for today. It's a really, really interesting subject. And I'm no expert on it. I'm simply putting out some ideas and some of the things that we've been I've been talking about with other people, uh, just out of interest to see what the various ideas and, and points of view are. Anyway, we'll see you in the next episode. Uh, do come and join us, and please remember come go through to the blog page or come on and, and, and on the blog page, which is johnarthurharris.blog.com. And you can have your comments here because it will also be posted. The episode will be posted there. Until next time, cheers.